shit's about to hit the fan. You're listening to the Snack Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Hey yo, it's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to the House of the Dragon King. This is Max Wrestling, episode 388. This is your captain speaking, and joining us for the third straight week, the man who called out Mike Lark in a promo series, DC, Daniel Crimmins, Mr. Iron Bank 2022. Good morning, Desi. How are you? Or I guess it'd be good, mo- good afternoon in your time. Only just barely afternoon, yeah. Uh, it's... All right, it's not as hot as it has been. It's cooled down a little bit, but um, it's going to heat up this week with all the dragons flying around. And it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) I I don't know if they could fit any more dragon references into Dynamite. But it was cool. I'm sure they could have found one or two. (laughs) I always love love a good dragon reference. Um, <clears throat> Moses Marquez will be joining us shortly, hopefully. Uh, we know we know he's uh, working hard lately, so he's sleeping in a little bit this week. But let's. Uh, I know I forgot to upload a TikTok again last week, but I'll try my best to do it this week. Let's lay the talk down. These are the free topics for TikTok this week. He told the AEW guys to stay away. I don't play that game. So let's get into white. So, first of all, TikTokers, we want to know, do you want to see Bray Wyatt return to the WWE or go elsewhere? He's been out of contract for almost two years now. And constant cryptic tweets suggest that he's... um, planning a return or debut somewhere but uh just never seems to pull the trigger and now of course there's rumors that he's going back to wwe now that triple h has taken over so let us know what you think on that one um another rumor i read last night um is that trish stratus is maybe planning a a long-term return to the ring so as Somebody who experienced the ruthless aggression, Arid, would you want to see Trish return to the ring for one last run, or should she return to the ring for one last run? Um, I believe she's mid 40s at the moment, so stranger things have happened. And finally, we're getting closer, even though they announced it for Dynamite next week. I still don't believe that we're going to be deprived of this match on pay per view. So, September 4th, CM Punk or John Moxley, who's Walking away, still AEW world champion. Do the whole TikTok thing, Stitch, whatever it is. I don't know TikTok. That's Moses' thing. And get back to us on that one. To answer your question, Trish is 46 years old. I thought she was mid-40s. Yeah, so she may have a lot left in the tank. Um, I I wouldn't really be opposed to a good run. I mean, Edge has done great since his comeback. And Jericho's in his 50s, so. Yeah, there, there's plenty of potential there for uh, one last run. I always thought her run ended very early. Um, she she was in WWE for six years. She retired in 2006, and I, I thought it was too soon. I don't, 
well, I thought she had a lot left in the tank back then, so um, I would definitely be open to seeing one last run. Just not against Charlotte again. Oh, yeah, let's not do that. There's, there's plenty of other women that could uh, use the spotlight or use the rub from Trish. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Trish and Bianca, Trish and Becky. Uh, the, the list goes on. There's so much... So many NXT girls coming over. EO Rick Sky, Bailey. Raquel, right. Yeah. They both have that athletic vibe. Oh, Trish and Asuka would be a clash of styles. Trish and Alexa, I feel, would be good, too. Yes. Yeah, Alexa needs something. She's kind of in limbo right now. As we talked about last week, she's in limbo with her, all her gimmicks. It's like she doesn't know who she is anymore. Um, all right, then. So those are the topics. Let's jump into this week's headline. Um, <clears throat> first of all, it's been, I think, eight months uh, since Kenny Omega's last match. Sounds about right. And finally, he made his comeback last night in the main event of Dynamite. I know we usually leave Dynamite till the end, but top story comes first. So. Kenny finally returns, joins the Young Bucks, and they, of course, advance in the trios tournament. Um, kept secret. Yeah, nothing is a good kept is a well kept secret anymore in wrestling. Um, but the big question is: Was it a work or a shoot? That he still seems to be feeling the effects from his injury. Work shoot, maybe. Yeah. Um, if he is still injured, then it's obviously a good idea that he's come back as part of a trio and not just singles Kenny. I think my my biggest issue with the match last night, well, there, there, there were really two issues. The, uh, the V trigger to Dragon Lee, he legit got knocked out. And... The uh, the one winged one winged angel looked a little sloppy. Yeah, like uh, you could tell he wasn't staying up, and like when he's not helping you with the lift, like maybe call an audible and do a different finish, you know. But and one of my gripes with with AEW is their camera work. You know, when we had the turn, why did they show Dragon Lee's face clear as day? You saw his face. Like, I thought that was a no-no. It's, it's supposed to be. But they showed it. <laughs> um... During the show, also, we're, we're waiting for the uh, G1 result between Okada and Osprey. We already know. We already know what it's going to be. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, not, it's not a surprise that it's come down to those two. It always seems to be one of the two lately that are in the big matches. My biggest issue with all this, you had a chance to do something different. Tom... It, to me, it would have made more sense to have Tamatonga win it all, go against Jay White. You know, you, you have the retribution storyline. 
and not that bullshit stable, which we don't talk about. <laughs> but you have Jay White versus Tamatonga for the title. Yeah. And instead, you play it safe and go with Okada. Because you know Osprey's not getting it. It's probably going to be Osprey and Mox at Wrestle Kingdom. Which is cool. And I'm fine with that. But, like, does Okada really need another title shot? He He's very much the safe place for New Japan. Like, it feels like this is Kenny all over again. Like, they, did, they didn't go with Kenny when they, when they should have. And when they did put the title on him, they gave him that, like, pointless title run. Like, he was champion for, what, like, two months? Three? Yeah. Felt like it was over before it began. There he is. Back in Rick and Bow. And joining us is El Jefe TV champ, Moses Marquez. Good morning. Top of the morning. Um, so we're waiting on the G1 final results. Um, just talked about Kenny Omega's return last night. Two big yeah. things coming this week. Well, today, in the, in the last 24 hours. Um, it seems Okada is the safe bet. He's always a safe bet. Always baby. a safe bet for New Japan. <laughs> Should have been Tama. I mean, hey, I'm not. I'm. I was gonna say. I was like, maybe, maybe the maybe DC's booking comes to fruition. But but then again, as you say, he's the safe bet, and we already know that he. Hey, if the guy drew, they, what, what 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 the factor really was is when he when he got that gigantic pop in America. Now you have to get back on Okada's coattails. I'm sorry. True. A A W loved him. You're tell hey, the fucking internet loved him. Okay, the American internet. Come on, it, it, I mean it, it. did feel huge when Okada walked out. Huge, huge. It this guy. Huge. huge. No, it was awesome though. But I mean, no Kenny coming back. I, I knew from the second freaking uh goddamn uh what's his face the fucking announcer took a giant breath right before he started announcing the the fucking list of accolades. <laughs> Just like, oh, yep, here he comes. He's fucking back. And he looks he looks good. Um, Something tells me he's got some scarring or something. That's why he's got his uh, long sleeve on. But he was also, and he also had what, I don't know what it was on his shoulder, but wow. I think there was a compression shirt. Oh, that's, I mean, that's my uh, ideal, too, is maybe something like that. I'm like, he ain't out there padded up like Sting is, maybe, but hey, who knows. Yeah, I think they refer to it as a, a compression shirt. Right on. Well, I mean, like I said, it, it was good. He's back. Um, of course, that match was awesome. Apparently, uh, Dragon Lee didn't get knocked out. Apparently, he's just an excellent sell. And I'm like, <laughs> I sure. He didn't. I mean, hey, I thought he was dead. Like, dead. Who, who hey. got knocked the fuck out with a knee and impact this week? Oh, no. Was there, was there one an impact? Emir shared it, and he was like, I don't know if that's the best fight slap ever, or if it just looked rough, oh, the, but oh, God. In the air, there was no way there was a fight slap. No, I know exactly which one you're, oh, God, I didn't catch the names of that one, but I was just like, oh, that guy's dead. Just sheer death. It's like, I swear everybody, everybody was working stiff. Or, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe I was just feeling like that off of the B, the BG. And Cornette will still hate it. Yeah. Corny will hate his own reflection if he could. 
If it, if it was wearing life. an AEW shirt, yeah. He's like, ah, he shit, I life. hate me. He hates his life. It can't be. You can't be that miserable, bro, bro. You've been on television multiple times. Like, you can't be that miserable in life. You've been on television. You got to live the dream of the pro wrestling life. So let us just live the dream, homie. Like, come on, relax. Like, and Bischoff too. Like, homie, did you forget you were like a male model? Okay, and then you got uh, you got thrown into a company that got carried by some of fucking wrestling's like biggest and legends. You know what I'm saying? I think at one point Bischoff was actually an executive per Pizza Hut. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think I remember reading something. He was Let's like working for pizza as an executive. Let's but go. I think Bischoff is just angling to get a job back at the E. Yeah. He's I mean, very much been an E guy since the Hall of Fame. Hey, you know, that's fine. That's fine. You know, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the saying the kids say? If you're broke, just say that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with begging. Hey, nope. No, sir. Uh, well, this match doesn't look like it's coming to a head anytime soon. Um, so let's get into shit marks. Say, this is stupid shit people have been saying online. Oh, OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF thought he was dead, LOL. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. First up, we have Vicky with two K's and a Y. You know that's a girl's name, right? Uh, Vicky says, with his side on, sideburns there, uh, Triple H, you only married Stephanie McMahon so that you could inherit the WWE from Vince McMahon. I know you was involved in getting Vince fired. I hope the board of directors, along with Nick Khan, fire you. That is embarrassing. (laughs) That is embarrassing. Yes, oh, um, this this was Triple H's plan all along, ever since the curtain call. He, he even sacrifices semen to have three daughters with this woman just to steal from that senile old sex pest. Talk about, about, say, talk let's about shoot for storytelling. That long-term storytelling oh, yeah, is fine. Jesus, stretch it out. Has it been fucking 20 years? Yeah. Fuck me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I actually think they've been married 20 years next year. Yeah, oh, that's that. fucking awesome. That is awesome. I was about to say... I was officially like, married, not... I was about to say, no, 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 no. Officially <laughs> married, I want to say in like 02, 01-ish. Yeah. Um, I think it was 02, because I think she was GM at the time. There you go. Um, I'm trying to remember, when was the angle? 99. Well, late 99. December. Okay. So, you're... Te- yeah. December okay. 99. So I'm like, my whole thing is, is like, you're telling this, this for this fucking Vicky guy, because I get, I don't know, like a guy named Vicky. Anyway, and you really think, in, in, in from the, you know, the storyline of this all in 1999, Vince McMahon was gonna fuck himself out of a company to the point where fucking this son-in-law, not his son who was also a part of the company, not his daughter, a part of the company, wife at the time, a part of the, all these people, a part of the company. You really think that. It was just like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, what the fuck kind of thought process do you have? Like, everybody has the Mr. Burns, the fucking Mr. Burns form. Just like, they're, everybody's plotting all the time. Excellent. Like, all the time. Like, what the fuck? And, uh, we, all, we all saw Stephanie McMahon in 99. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only reason Triple H married her. Nope. 
There's a few others. <laughs> exact date was October 25th, 2003. Oh, there Thank we you. go. Wow. It's, it's fun. Yeah, right around the corner. That was peak Stephanie GM. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, yeah, now I remember because she had the match with Vince at No Mercy, like, oh, right before God. the wedding. I, th- I think it was the night before the wedding, actually. No. <laughs> And Vince pinned his own daughter, which, you know, honestly, Vince probably got off on that. <laughs> and then say, didn't off. he also clobber her with a chair? Yeah. And he wanted her to bleed. Because, of course, he did. This did yeah, this is Vince. Like, <laughs> I love how we, we bring up, like, the ultra negative of Vince. But then, like, there's been, there was that gigantic cult following. And they've been quiet as shit. Well, that brings us to the next one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, from Sex Pest 24-7. Um, so one, one guy says Vince was absolutely a genius. Old age gets us all. Uh, somebody replies, and a sex criminal. Yes. But then Vince's hero comes to the rescue and simply says, who cares? Motherfucker. Uh, then I see the guy's picture. I'm like, dude, of course you don't see a problem with Vince's sex antics. I mean, you look like you whack off to midget porn while suffering from penis envy. Let's go. The burns are harsh today. <laughs> we learned I mean, from punk. Jesus. I mean, that was a great one. <laughs> but I mean, for fuck's sake, this. Who cares? A lot yeah. of people care. Are, are you kidding me? Um, that just I'm sure the federal me. government cares. There yeah, you go. The government definitely cared. I'm pretty sure the sponsors cared. A lot of people cared. Women cared. Because you know what I mean? There was this whole fucking, you know, YouTube movement going on. And motherfuckers were getting outed left and right for their fucking sexual acts. And you yeah. guys were like, yeah, good riddance to them. And uh, inve- investors definitely care. He's doing what with our money? And I'll, I'll, bet you, uh, I'll bet you Linda cares. Oh, oh, she cared to the point where there was five million dollars donated to Donald Trump's campaign, which is all kinds of ironic. <laughs> she, she, all the irony, baby. I mean, Linda's been walked over for years, even on TV. Poor thing. Oh, we just we just mentioned Trish too, and I just got that image. Oh, oh boy. Uh oh. Let's let's go to the next one. Uh, this is from creepy motherfucker hiding behind the John Doe name and a picture of unsurprisingly Donald Trump. That's a gigantic name, <laughs> but it's awesome. It's actually Donald Trump riding a horse. Um, I I, I don't even really want to read this one out. Um, hashtag SmackDown. Nice to see Lacey Evans and her moist camel toe back in wrestling. Yo, when, when is the first money shot of that glorious? Juicy beef curtain. Tell me That's... you have a. Tell me you have a problem getting women, without telling me you have a problem getting women. Shit, he that, told you. He told you the, in the sentence. That may be the worst one I've ever read out. Are you like, kidding me? I, I cringe even reading it. Like how how are you not even embarrassed to type that? Well, I mean, that this is why the name is John Doe and the picture is just Donald Trump riding a horse. Like, I ain't, well, obviously, but still, 
Like, what the literal fuck? If if I tweeted nonsense like that, I wouldn't want to show my face either. My whole, g- I understand. Well, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But my gimmick, and this is the thing that kills me the most, is does nobody read what they put <laughs> out? Do you not read what you just typed before you send it? Well, in, in this day and age, people don't care. They, they don't care. Right. They think, oh, I got my rights. So I can say whatever I want. And that continues to be the problem. To, to paraphrase Jeff Goldblum in the first Jurassic Park, you were so focused on whether or not you could, you never stopped to think whether you should. That is one of the best Ow. quotes. Actually, any Jeff Goldblum quote is one of the best quotes. It's Jeff Goldblum. There it is. I love Jeff Goldblum. Smooth as a motherfucker. Uh, this is Wiredale Marks, and that's the shit they say. Um, just at a very, very close, like, 2.99999 count from Osprey. But it's still going. Shocker. <laughs> So, uh, let's go back in time to the days where Vince thought logically. Uh, This is This Week in Wrestling History. August 14th, 2006, Lita won her third women's championship in the opening match of Raw, defeating Mickey James. Uh, she went on to hold it for about a month, I think, before Trish won it one last time and then retired. Nice. Just one more match and no crap. I don't remember Lita wrestling Mickey James. I'm really trying. I don't to remember think. this title change, and I should have done it if it was like the opening match of Raw. I kind of remember it. Like that was peak her peak time with Edge. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Like oh, I was like, what the fuck? They'd been together all that long, but it was like, I think this was before that uh, that uh, celebration they had <laughs> that one time. Yeah, the celebration. See, now I remember them both being champions, but I don't remember Lita beating Mickey James for it. But obviously it happened. Um, also, August 14th in 2011, after a unification match where CM Punk defeated John Cena for the undisputed WWE title, Punk was then attacked by Kevin Nash, allowing oh. sleazeball El Patron to cash in his Money in the Bank contract. The, that that whole speed bump in the summer of Punk where they added Kevin Nash to it. Uh. Interesting. I always forget about it, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I remember more about Punk's burns to Nash than I do yep. about him feuding with Nash and then losing to Triple H. Super Shredder needed a payday. <laughs> Super Shredder, I don't think a lot of you are going to get that one. Oh, it, God, it did I mean, give us a lot of good quotes from Punk. This particularly is the, the one that we use for shit marks, say, uh, which is the text message from Punk's sister. Oh, yeah, LOL, I thought he was dead. <laughs> Um, also August 14th, just last year at Triple Mania 30, Deanna Perrazzo defeated Fabio Apache in a title for title match to become AAA Reina de Reina's champion. And she only lost it this past April, so she held it for a good amount of time. <clears throat> Another near fall for Osprey there. Um, August 15th, 2004, actually a very memorable SummerSlam. King defeated Matt Hardy in a till death do us part match, meaning he got to marry Lita. 
Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> and then a couple of months later, he got. It wasn't my fault. Yeah, it was. Watching it now, it'd probably suck, but it was kind of funny back then with Snitsky getting involved and the punts from the, the punt heard around the world. The punt heard around the world. Uh, we also got John Cena defeating Booker T in match one of a best of five series for the U.S. title. Uh, I believe three of those matches followed on house shows, and then the final match took place on another pay-per-view or SmackDown. Oh, that way to rob me, Bear Bud, but all right. Yeah, but they did show footage of the house shows, which is cool. Awesome. They'd never really done stuff like that before. Well, bring it back, Jack. Uh, Edge defeated Batista and Jericho to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Kurt Angle defeated Eddie Guerrero. Triple H defeated Eugene. Uh, the Undertaker challenged JBL for the world title. And Randy Orton found the missing World Heavyweight Championship that vis- mysteriously vanished uh, in the main event of WrestleMania 20. Mm. Just bam, it's popped just up out of nowhere. Gone from the record books, but Randy Orton <laughs> found it at SummerSlam. Bacon, the greatest champion of all time. WWE Vacant is just highly decorated. I mean, Vacant's even been the AEW champion. So, I mean, right. how is how is Vacant not in the Hall of Fame? He should be. Definitely in WWE's Hall of Fame, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, if they got the balls to do it, though, you know the controversy behind it. Or right. who would induct Vacant? Hey. That's Barry Horowitz. Who, who's Atta vacated boy. a title the both times? Vacated title? Oh, that's a good one. Like, I feel like Cena's had to give up a title a few times. Yeah. Uh, Edge. Be dry. Be dry. Uh, Nate, had a, Nate had a few taken away from him because he was dancing Nate. around in other companies. <laughs> yep. And stealing belts. Actually, fuck it, Ric Flair can invect, in, induct vacant. Um, and HBK lost his smile, and then there was, the, there was the other time that he got jumped by apparently a whole bunch of guys. Yeah. 47 Marines. I think it was like 13. It turned out to be like three. <laughs> yeah, but like Cena got stabbed in a nightclub by Jesus. Whoa. And then wrestled him a week later. That's right. I was like, sorry, with a stab wound. What's happening? Um, of wow, course, the storylines. Of course, we're having fun. In actuality, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit to become yeah. the youngest World Heavyweight Champion in history, which I believe he still is, um, at least for the big gold belt. Mm. I miss that belt. I miss it. It, it is a pretty one. Um, August 17th, 2008, the event which won the Phoenix to acknowledge championship last week, SummerSlam, uh, main evented by The Undertaker versus Edge in a Hell in a Cell match. And final bit of history, August 17th, 2014, Paige defeated AJ Lee for the Divas Championship. Uh, Roman Reigns won his first big singles match against Randy Orton. All this was at SummerSlam, I forgot to say. And Brock Lesnar absolutely destroyed John Cena with 16 suplexes and two F5s to win the WWE world title. Um, And Cena got no offense in that match. No. I think he attempted an SDF, but Brock got out of it. Um, 
I mean, for Cena to get ragdolled like this for 16 straight minutes was just completely unheard of by WWE's booking. Like, I really was glued to the screen, and you could just feel the silence in the audience, apart from that one kid that kept chanting, let's go, Cena. Literally, for the entire 16 minutes, just one kid so going, let's go, Cena. He was dying for the chant. I mean, he wants the <laughs> chant. I can't say I blame him. Absolutely nobody joined in. Well, that was like the fact that before Punk came back, like people were still trying to get CM Punk chants going. Yeah. And then we finally got the legit chance. Uh almost a year ago now. Wow. Right. It's a year this week since Punk debuted in AEW. Um actually I saw the little thing on Dynamite last night. They've released well, are gonna release a one year commemorative hockey jersey. Uh for what I think it was $125. Motherfucker, what? Right? And I bet there's nothing on the back. It's just a logo on the front. Oh, no. It probably says punk and then, like, a, a number. It'll, 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 it'll look like an actual fucking hockey jersey. Let's let's take a look. Shelf what I mean, A-W. like, that don't mean shit. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see if it's on the website yet. There it is. Oh, yeah, we go. Punk 13. 100 bucks. It is, yeah. 124.99 plus shipping. I'm paying 150 bucks. Hell I mean, it's no. nice. It is but very hell nice. Hell no. <laughs> Did I say hell no? Hell no. Shit. Um, so that's going to be in next week's history, Punk's Return. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, we're telling you the future. <clears throat> um, all right. So before we get into more news from this week, let's get Guess the Wrestle going early. Let's go. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestler. Ready, DC? I'm ready. All right, we're going to hit it with the accolades. Let me see if I can. Actually, you know what? Let me see if I can get you a debut. Let's rock with that. That's right. He debuted and started training wrestling in 93, 94. And he started in a lovely company uh, called Eastern Championship Wrestling. Okay. All right. He was 1994's Wrestling Observer Rookie of the Year. He was Jersey All-Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion with some dude named JT Jobber, which is an excellent name, by the way. Let's see, he's a Border City Can-Am heavyweight champion. Whatever the fuck that is, but that sounds like a badass company. Let's see, he was, uh, that is not Impact Wrestling. I didn't fucking, nope, <laughs> that is not Impact Wrestling. One time ICW heavyweight champion, that's not Impact Wrestling, motherfucker. Same championship wrestling. boy. All right, here we okay, go. That's, this one's that's from start. a curveball for me. Oh. Wait, you said it was Border City Can-Am Heavyweight Champion? Yes, sir. Let's see. He was the winner of the Tampa Bay Brawl 1995. Uh, Triple Crown winner in ECW. Three-time tag team champion. three or uh, Two-time television champion. One-time heavyweight champion. All his ECW accolades. And I think I know this. Well, give me guesses, brother. You just always throw a I'm name. I'm No. 
Not Rhino. Not, not Rhino. Not Rhino. All right, let's see if I can throw some more at you. Here we go. This might this might throw you in the right connection. The New York Wrestling Connection Hall of Fame Class of 2016. Five-time tag team champion with multiple people and a three-time heavyweight champion all with the New York Wrestling Connection. I got two more to give you, but these are these are awfully obscure. I think I know who it is now. Take a stabber. I'm gonna say Tommy Dreamer. That's a no. I'll give you one last one. Showed up in in WCW for a cup of coffee in '99. Went back to ECW in 2000 where he went directly for the uh, heavyweight championship, lost, and then took on Rob Van Dam uh, December 26th, uh, I believe it was in 2000, for Hardcore TV, I believe was the name of the pay-per-view. Or no, Guilty as Charged. No, 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 no. Nope, I was right, Hardcore TV. I'll give you one mm. last guessy. I'm thinking of two names, and I... 93, 94. Raven? That's a no. Since you got two, what's your last one? I got to hear it. I was going to say Sandman. That's also a no. I will let you know who this guy is after I tell you all the fun guys he's fucking uh, trained. So he's he's trained Amazing Red, Kurt Hawkins, Tony Nese, Zack Ryder, Don Marie, Jay Lethal, uh, was it Mason Rage, John Silver. Trinity and Trent and Beretta, ladies and gentlemen, the one guy that nobody okay. thought was no. the shiz and the biz and the EC dub. They call him Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey fucking Whipwreck. See, before you said ICW, I was going to say Taz. No, no, Taz. <laughs> um, I wanted to go obscure for this one. I was like, come on, let's test the brain muscles. When you mentioned WCW, I kind of thought hardcore hack. I thought so. That I mean, like, I could have definitely seen how you were going that way. Uh, and breaking news, even in WCW. Uh oh, break news. G one is over, and they're both on the floor. <laughs> and they're both on the floor. Shit. Whose theme's playing? Oh, I saw the I saw the ending. Uh, one rainmaker. Bad boy. One rainmaker put us spray down. No. Es todo. No. No. Es todo. No. Bullshit booking. So what's our final? Oh, we know we still have the other final to do. No, we do. Oh, that's just that. Wasn't there four blocks? They had them. Oh, shit. All right. Well, then it's the man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okada was block A. Osprey was block D. Oh, that's right. He was block D. And Tama, I think, was block B. So Yeah. And Naito, Avery block C. And I think oh. uh, Naito and Osprey was... Last night? Uh, yeah. yeah. Because who gives a shit about uh, Tetsuya Naito? Nobody, apparently. I'm just kidding. Man, they're, they're both still down with like ice packs on their head. How, how long was this match? At least oh. 30 minutes, I'm sure. At least. Well, 
Um, we called it, well, you called it, Okada has won the G1 for the what time? I want to say the uh, sixth time. Oh, damn. The second time in a row. Actually, no, 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 no. I, that's way too many. That's way too many. He won it. I want to say this is three. You got it last. I know he got it. So then maybe this is four. This might be no. This is it's got to just be three. Please don't tell me it's more than that, because then I'm going to start being a little upset about it. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Oh, Okada's up. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, go back to the main page. Okada won it last year, 2014, 2012. This is four. That's it. Yeah, so this is four. Jesus Christ, buddy. Ibushi won it two years in a row, too. Mm-hmm. There is no... The only other person to win this tournament... More than him is by a fantastic guy by the name of Antonio Inoki. Two more. the only guy. But that was before the G1 was the G1. That was back when Mm -hmm. it was the IWGP League. I mean, Hogan won that one, too, for fuck's sake. (laughs) One other guy won it five times. Who the fuck won it five times? Booker T, five times, five times, five times, five times. Time. <laughs> Chono. Oh, that's right, Masahiro Chono. Oh, that's right. That, oh, that was shit, all G1, again. too. Back to back. So it was 91, 92, 94. God damn, dude. 02. Oh, fuck yeah, let's just come on back in 02, 05. Just come on, fucking stroll them back. I'm going to keep on winning. Motherfucker, man. Jesus, Chono, nice. like, <laughs> I'm a little mad at him now. Like, come on, stop hogging <laughs> the fucking spotlight. Share uh, the wealth, man. Osprey visibly upset. Yeah, shocker. As they now present, uh, present Okada with a trophy. <clears throat> well, that's what we've been waiting for, the result. Does, I'm sure it usually finishes like an hour before now. Uh, No. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking of Wrestle Kingdom usually finishes right before we start recording. Sometimes, I mean, I don't. Um, it all de- honestly, it all depends on like what matches are important to the card. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you'll get because last night's show, most of them got rushed. I was told most of them only went about 13, 14 minutes a match. In most other instances, you'll get like three or four. No, no, not three or four. Like two or three. 30 minute or at least 25 plus minute long matches and it's like dude this shit's going on forever yeah last night apart from the two semifinals everything was under 10 minutes yeah and they were all tag matches well good shit man tag her down uh damn okada still no match time on this one but I'm just <laughs> judging by the look of them both. I'm guessing they went for a long, long time. <laughs> I didn't catch the, the beginning of the match. Well, yeah, it was probably three and a half hours ago. <laughs> at this point. Now I am become death. 
now, did you? You had one or two things to say recently with your free faces of the walker. I know a little thing or two about having multiple faces myself, as you know. So, allow me to respond. See, you may run the House of Ashes, but people seem to forget around here that this is the House of the Dragon King. And I need to thank you, Travis, because I've been having a little bit of fun since I became world champion. I became a drunken pirate, of all things, but I'd like to thank you for reminding me who the hell I am. Your world champion, the captain. Pretty soon, I'll be the longest reigning world champion Max Russing's ever seen. I've already spent the most days combined as world champion. But Travis, you want this title so badly, you're willing to take on two members of the jury at promo series to get another shot. Now, while I admire that, pal, you need to realize that it's tough at the top. I mean, you were only world champion for a couple of days last time, right? But you know what? That wasn't your fault. And who was it that took that title when you dropped it? The lawyer. Hmm. Who is currently the longest reigning world champion. So not only are you taking on two members of the jury. But you're taking on the two longest reigning champions. Max Wrestling has ever seen. And not only is it tough at the top. But it's lonely at the top. Hell. Remember what happened to the other guy. He tried to make his own Max. And found out that everybody wants to be the captain. Until you have to do captain shit. So Trav. If you want this title so badly. Let's see if you can handle the captain shit. That promo series is not about the House of Ashes versus the jury. It's about the Dragon King defending his kingdom. And you know, the funny thing about dragons... They rain. Fire. In more ways than one. So a promo series, I'm bringing fire, I'm bringing blood, I'm bringing the gold. What are you going to bring? A candlestick? A mask? Fireworks? I don't need fireworks. I don't need a candlestick. Hell, you know what? I don't even need this. Because judgment has already been passed. You are guilty and you will meet your fate. Like I told you, there's a storm coming. And you and your friends better batten down the hatches. Because when it hits, you are going to realize that you couldn't afford to live so large and leave so little for the rest of us. Captain, out. Happy birthday, Trav. Well, Michael Markin.
Huh? What's that? Really? Huh. Okay, sorry. Michael Larkin. That doesn't seem right. Anyway, um, you have been offered a match at Promo Series, and you've declined it despite wanting a match Promo Series. So, DC comes out, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'll face you. I'll face you, Michael. And then you're like, no, 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 no. I will not fight you. I will not face you at promo series. I am too good for this. After everything I have done, I have deserved more. Well, guess what? Me, I have a bit of a uh, reputation around here, should we say. So I know that we, we haven't really been seen on screen together. So for the benefits of you and, well, basically only you, let me introduce myself. My name is Chad Malcolm. And I am the official lawyer for Max. Now, you have been offered a match and you've said no. But I know that you really want to be on this show. And I know that this is the only way you're going to be on this show. So I'm going to do you a favour. I have written a contract. And uh, DC has signed that contract. Now, I took the opportunity, shall we say, to sign that contract for you. So this match at promo series, DC versus Michael Larkin, is going to happen, whether you like it or not. So we will see you at promo series, Michael. But promo series, promo series, promo series. There is something else happening. What is it? Oh, that's right. I am competing for Max World Championship. Now, I know that the current champion is my uh, my jury member, the captain, and uh, obviously the other member is uh, the walker, my previous client. But you know, well, we know which which we know who's doing better, my current client or my previous client. Just saying. Anyway. Um, you, Travis, want to say that I, um, that I go to Odin. I go to Odin, I go visit Odin, right? So let's just keep that, keep that up here for a minute. I visit Odin, I work at Odin, okay? Let's keep that up here. And, uh, Captain, you want to say that you're the, um, up, the oncoming storm, was it? You're the oncoming storm. Right. Well, in that case, if you're the oncoming storm and I work at Odin, maybe I should get Stormbreaker. Call myself Thor and see you both at Provo Series. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. It's the ultimate finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, Preston Vance here, aka number 10 of the Dark Order. Hey, this is Tommy Tree. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Max Wrestling Podcast. And we're about to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. We're gonna take it to the max!
take it to the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the madhouse. back to the Cap and Mo show. Welcome back to Max Wrestling. Still to come, the lawyer has something to get off his chest and we're going to talk AEW in just a sec. But first, like us, follow us, watch us. Hit that subscribe button and don't miss our next special events. Coming up on November 24th, Max Wrestling presents promo series 7, Rise and Storm. It's three months away and it's already stacked to the rafters. Uh, in promo series tradition, the Knowledge Championship will be on the line in the Winner Stays On gauntlet. The Phoenix will defend his title one challenger at a time. And the final challenger will be your very own captain, competing for the Knowledge title for the very first time. Two weeks ago, the challenge was issued. Last week, it was declined, but now it's official. DC and Mike Larkin will renew their rivalry from Promo Slam 2020 as they go head-to-head -head in a promo exhibition. Oh, Michael Chuck finally agreed. The checker. He he did agree after the show, yes. The Chuckster agreed. Ooh. Cypher. Uh, Cypher. My man, the enforcer of the jury, will get his fair rematch at the TV title as he challenges Moses in the first ever TV triathlon. It's going to be promo, trivia, and back to promo. Chicanery. Y'all remember the sabotage? Back. I, re I remember him getting jumped at Promo Slam. I don't remember any of this. It was too dark. And the captain, the walker, and the lawyer walked into a bar. That's not a joke. It's the main event. In the first ever world title triple threat promo bout, I'm giving Travis one more shot, but this time I'm bringing my lawyer, Chad Malcolm. We'll also be predicting Survivor Series and crowning the group MVP. For more information, go to maxrassin.net slash promo series 7. And speaking of the group MVP, tomorrow it will be one whole year that Travis has held on to the group MVP title. <laughs> Nobody seems to be taking it away from him. But if you want to try, all you have to do is post and comment in the Max Wrestling group uh, within 28 days of the next special events promo series. Um, but you know what? I'm I'm thinking of just moving it to monthly because nobody's taking that damn thing off of Travis, and he doesn't even post that much anymore. Nah. <laughs> it used to be every 30 minutes, and there was a Gosh. time when he Facebook he pissed Facebook off, and we had to approve every one of his posts. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> that was For 30 hilarious. days. They're like, what do you think you're doing over here posting like crazy? I'm an admin. I don't give a shit. I'm not an admin. Like I'm in here all the time. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious. He, he's not an admin anymore. That's why he's allowed to compete for the group MVP. It was. Oh no, that's right. It was just funny because I'm the I'm one of the admins, and he was like, yeah. "Hey, can you improve my stuff?" <laughs> like how many? Holy shit! There were like nine posts. Right. Oh man. So um, that's coming up November twenty fourth. I think that's to be confirmed, though, because we don't actually know the date of Survivor Series yet, but it's usually the last weekend in November. Yeah. 
All right, in other news, um, again, I watched both Raw and SmackDown this week. Um, so Raquel and Aliyah advance in the women's tag team title tournament. <clears throat> um, bit of an oddball pairing. It wasn't okay. so long ago that they were talking about sending Aliyah back to NXT. Well, I mean, uh, Hunter's back. Hunter's running the show now, so for all we know, <laughs> the game's changed. Literally. I mean, be honest, I've never really had that much of a problem with Aaliyah. Like, she's not the best, but I've seen so much worse over the years. So, I'm sure you have. Date for Survivor Series is Saturday, November 26th. Perfect. I don't need to change the dates. No, let's go. Um, so what's the tournament looking like now? Uh, I need the brackets. Give me the brackets. Yeah, give me those damn brackets. So we got Raquel and Aaliyah will face the winners of Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark versus Natalia and Sonya Deville. There's so many weird pairings in this. I was just going to say, what the fuck kind of teams are these? Yeah. Uh, people. Uh, you, you, and you, you guys, your team, and you guys, your team, and you guys, your team, and go. We needed people that will be able to lose to EO Sky and uh, Dakota Kai because you know they're gonna win. And yeah. the second they do, you're gonna hear Sasha Banks music, and she and Naomi are gonna come out with the real titles, and it's gonna be the CM Punk return all over again. It, it, it's gonna be the exact same. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that they didn't go with that in AEW. I mean, DC, I'm not going to lie. I don't hate that story. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, that, that doesn't sound too bad. Kai and Sky will now be facing Alexa and Asuka in the semifinals after they defeated okay. Nikki and Dewdrop. Call them Kai and Sky. There you go. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, the right de- definitely not uh, Dakota Sky. Bailey. So, uh, so we got one more quarterfinal to have. Then we got the two semifinals, which I believe are taking place next week. Wait, how's that going to work? This is the E, baby. Oh, we will make it work. The other SmackDown matches tomorrow. Ah, because tomorrow's SmackDown. Yeah, we forget that sometimes. Well, yeah. Um, but also on SmackDown, Hit Row made a I want to say surprising return because like oh yeah it wasn't really that reported that they were coming back I think I saw like maybe one rumor and thought yeah whatever um I think that was just for top dollar though but for the whole trio yep. well, apart from swerve obviously for the trio to show up was a surprising it I mean, was good for them yeah for sure um I don't think they really left on bad terms I think they were just the big guy did he he i guess he put out a rap that basically shredded gender and it's like came out of nowhere and you know you know just ask amir amir will tell you you don't hinder gender <laughs> don't hinder the gender this guy uh they got a pretty decent reaction too for for smackdown mm-hmm. make it work I yeah, mean, I, I think what they're trying to do, and it, it makes sense. You know, Triple H has always been a tag team guy. He's always been a, a supporter of tag teams, which big time. 
I think the reason that they combined the tag titles was they don't fucking have any. They had the Viking Raiders or Viking Experience, whatever they are this week, New Day, Usos, and uh, Street Profits. Yeah, yeah, that that. I I I was drawing a blank on the team name. (laughs) Been there. Yeah, an addition to the tag division is very much welcome. And actual tag teams, too, not just two guys thrown together. Randomly, that'll be broken up in, like, another week. But, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy AJ Francis is back on TV. I was a fan of the guy when he showed up. I was a fan, and I was upset when he left. The guy did a lot of good stuff on the indie scene. For crying out loud, he he put together his own bread and had a fucking social media battle royal of fucking TikTokers. Nothing but TikTokers. Uh, and fucking YouTubers and shit all went to, I think, somewhere in Florida and they had a battle royal. It was a fuck, it looked like shit and they can admit to it, but they had a whole lot of fun and these guys just got even more fucking popular because of it. And it's Chanti Adonis, you know, he's, dude's got talent. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, BFAB too, there's, there's potential there. The upside is they all can talk. And that was the oh, one yeah. thing that E can always shine on is your ability to to use the microphone. So I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Um. So what are the odds on Swerve? I don't even know when his contract is up in AEW. Uh, on him going back or just staying with AEW and you know riding it out with Keith. I I think a lot of it is going to depend on how he's used in AEW. Also. You know, the big thing, and this is why I keep telling people, is I think AEW starts negotiations with uh, Warner Discovery in October yeah, to renew the TV deal. And if the CEO of Warner Discovery is as much of a pencil pusher as I've, you know, a penny cruncher as I've heard, AEW may not get the TV deal they're hoping for. And oh, which yeah. case, does talent start to think, well, I'm not going to get as much money as I thought. Maybe I'll start looking elsewhere. So then, does MJF, because, you know, he's the top dollar, you know, is he going to think, well, do I finish out my contract here, then jump ship? Which, personally, I think ultimately is what is probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to finish, I think he's finishing out his contract and then he's bouncing. I don't. I mean, it the, no, it, it absolutely can go either way, and that's exactly what I was getting at. It can definitely go either way. The reality is, is, and I think we've talked about this, beaten into death, if you will. The E is no longer the toxic zone that you don't no. even want to touch with a ten foot pole anymore. Now it's the well, well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought anymore. Well, maybe it's a whole lot better now, or whatever. You and can it's a wrestler again. You, hey, they said it a bunch, my man. So that's how you know. All right. So, I mean, MJF and E works. I just feel like he, I feel like if MJF is as big as an asshole as I think he is, I feel like this is his exact thing that he wants you to do. He wants you to feel like he's going to the E. And then when the day the contract's up, he's just like, hey, E fans, I'm ready to sign. Go fuck yourself. And then, you know, or he pulls the punk and, like, signs a contract, and it's actually an AEW contract. If he, if he signed it on an AEW title. Oh, there you go. There you go. 
He's be like, ah, hey, you really think I was gonna fucking leave AEW? You stupid. But you know what? It, it's an exciting time. Like this is like the first time since like, see, I I remember like WWE, WCW, like wondering like, well, who's gonna go where? Yep. I remember that too. I, but at the same time, I felt like any big star that left the uh, WWF back in like I want to say like ninety seven, ninety eight, they were going directly to WCW. Yeah. Or Japan ish. But then it was like you know invasion. We had the you know fucking Vince didn't want to pay no money to get the big guys. So it's it's uh, it it's a thing. It's a thing hey, now. Justin it's, you know what I mean? It's a big name. Sure. I like it was, it was a great name. I like Just Incredible. It's also now not not like, oh, please don't go to WWE. It's more, oh, okay. Maybe it's they like, got a shot. Uh, right. But I don't, I don't know if you still look at it in the big, ooh, ah, look at it, WWE. Well, so I, don't, I don't know. I would think more so now. A lot of people have got so much faith in Triple H. Yeah, that's true. A whole because lot of blind faith. You know, some of the former WWE guys that went to AEW were like, yeah, you know, I was in NXT with Triple H, and, you know, he was great. But then I went to the main roster and Vince. You know they talk. Oh, yeah. And you know some of those AEW guys are now going to, that maybe didn't work there, are now going to think, huh, maybe. I'm not saying they're going, but it might cause them to think, well, I wonder what if. Right. Now, other guys that I don't think will ever step foot there, absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's there's going to be a handful that will never touch that soil. Fuego. <laughs> well, he actually, no, I take that back. He, no, did, no, he did have a uh, squash man. match with uh, Eric Rowan. Oh, man, Fuego, the fucking only Alabama luchador in the world. <laughs> there, there's people on WWE's current roster that have openly come out and said how much easier or nicer the experience is now in the atmosphere backstage now that Triple H is in control. And part of me now is thinking maybe that's all a ploy, or not not necessarily a lie, but they've been told to like say that to convince people to come over and say, you know, Triple H is running the show now. It's better. You know what? It come, does come, feel come kind back. of forced. We have cookies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We just baked these cookies. Like no, no, damn it! And then you see fucking guys like fucking Bear Country cookies. And I'm not saying it's necessarily a lie. I mean, I'm sh- I I do have a lot of faith in Triple H, but it's just weird that they never would have dared to say stuff like that when Vince was still in control. Nope. And then well, like literally, he's definitely. been gone what two weeks? Yeah. You hear all the stories about Vince and how, like, people are walking on eggshells around him. Like, there, there was that video of, like, when when Lesnar had, I think it was when Lesnar fought Reigns at WrestleMania a couple years ago. Yeah. And there was something with the finish, and Lesnar just chucked the belt at Vince. Yeah. I think it hit Vince in the face, and Vince just said, fucking asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know if that had been anybody else, they would have been fired on the spot. Oh, oh guaranteed. Yeah. But Brock's big money. Yeah. And we that's, all know, that's he's one dude. He ain't fucking going anywhere. Oh, no. 
I really hope not because Brock has been so entertaining the past year or so. Cowboy Brock is the best. He changed his gimmick up. He's been working a heavier schedule. He's been just so much more fun to have around. And from what I've read, like, he actually will talk to other wrestlers, like, you know, give them pointers. And, like, that's the kind of thing you want. You want these seasoned guys, like, they're an asset. Use them. If they're willing to give you pointers to help you up your game, because, like, you know, I, I hate to play the Vince side of things here, but it, you got to get to that next level. You know, you know, get to the level of like a Randy Orton or a John Cena, because Roman's not going to be around much longer. I, I don't care what anybody says. I give him another year, and then he's going to be an afterthought. He's yeah, going go to go to Hollywood. Yeah, I think he's being mainstreamed ish. I would not be surprised if like he shows up and then like uh bam, he do he does a fucking a remaking of like Walking Tall. <laughs> no, remake. no, it'll be a remake of uh Mummy Returns. Oh shit. Oh, fuck it. Let's do the Scorpion King. With That's the right. with the worst CGI I have ever seen. <laughs> that or or oh. does this mean he just gets immediately thrown into the Fast and the Furious? Mm. No, he'll get his own bad guy. He'll get his own know. side movie. He'll get a side movie. Oh, all right. we already know he's part of the universe. Oh yeah, he'll be a football coach. There you go. Come on, boys. We're it'll be the Tooth Fairy three. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh no. The question then is, um, who takes over from Roman as the face of the company? Uh, there's fuck. There's a lot of guys. Honestly, they could do with having Roman around for a few more years, so that Triple H can establish people that Vince didn't want to establish. Vince never wanted to create new styles. He just wanted the whole company to revolve around WWE or Roman. Hear me out on this. Santos Escobar. Oh, just lost against uh, Tony D'Angelo. You know, they're saying he's bound for SmackDown. I'm telling you, Santos Escobar, when you think of a guy that you can build your company around, you want him to look good. He's got the look of a superstar. He can go in the ring. He's got the charisma. I'm like, you know, Vince is looking for the next Latin star. Not Vince, WWE in general. They're looking for that next Latin star. Yep. Somebody who looks good, wrestles well, is bilingual. Del Rio, it was never going to be him. He never had the charisma. Never had it. No. I like Ray, but Ray is not, again, Ray was not the kind of guy you could build your company on. You need a guy that has some height. I mean, this is from a business standpoint of things. The business. Escobar has that package. You know, he is the it guy. He's a guy who give him a year or two, toss the money in the bank on him. There you go. I, uh, I also see a lot of bright uh, highlights in Gunfu's future. Oh, yeah, big time. They love him there. 
And even love him. Ludwig Kaiser, too. Yeah, they are both so shredded. Like, I knew they put a lot of work in, but I saw a side-by-side comparison this week of, like, how they looked in NXT and how they look now, and, jeez, they like yeah, different right? people. What a difference, bud. Especially Gunther. The dedication's um, there. We always knew that. And, again, they're, they're highlighting the IC title, and they killed it for the IC title this week, Gunther and Shinsuke. Hell of a match. I heard how great nice, things, great things. How nice is it to see the U.S. title and the IC title prominently featured? Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that the point of having other belts? It's nice for the IC title, but they got no choice on Raw with the U.S. title because the fucking world title's not there. It doesn't exist anymore right now. No, and it barely appears on SmackDown. <laughs> it's terrible. How are you going to have a goddamn wrestling promotion with no fucking main title? Which, if I think that leads into the rumors of Roman dropping one of the belts. Yeah, at Clash, which would be nice for the UK to see Drew win a world title, especially off somebody um, who's been booked so strong like Roman. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I think they need to do something major at this pay-per-view. It's like the first... It is the first big, big UK stadium show since Wembley. And that was... Nine years ago? I think it is. 92. Yeah, it is. 92. Now, from what I've heard, uh, the ticket sales already have beat out WrestleMania. Okay. I don't know how at those prices. Jeez. I was just going to say, I was like, in the mid expensive as shit. Yeah. Well, it is now. Probably wasn't at first. When Vince was still in control, they probably weren't that expensive originally. And then they got more expensive over time, and now finally Vince is gone. Nick Khan no, wants his money. No Nick Khan wants his money. <laughs> well, you gonna give Nick Khan his money, goddammit. If you guys had told me Vince was going to retire when this show was first announced, I probably would have tried to buy tickets. But I, I wasn't interested back then, because I thought it's going to be Vince's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Look at it now, sons of what, bitches. What a year this has been so far. And it's not even done yet. I say, yeah, we still got four months to go. Like, I hate to think, what can happen next? What's what's going to be next? I don't want to know, and I'm scared. <laughs> well, I mean, with somebody like Tony Khan, who's proved that he wants to work with other companies, and then somebody as ambitious and as open-minded as Triple H taking over WWE, the future's kind of scary. I say go back to the territory days. I've been saying this. Territory days were where yeah. it was at. And like, what what do you have as a centralized title though? Like, do you do you buy out the NWA? Fuck Some it. something needs to give with the NWA. Fuck it. Now, I I think the other big thing is uh, I actually watched GCW this last weekend. Mox versus Effie was actually pretty a solid match. The uh, big story coming out of that, uh, Nick Gage came out. Because uh, Mox cut a promo saying, where's the competition in GCW? Uh, Nick Gage came out, and he's looking a lot better than he was. And he issued a challenge to Mox. And Mox said the only way he's doing it is if Nick Gage puts his career on the line. Hey, oh. So we have title versus career. They didn't set a date, but... Is this how they get the title off Mox? 
I was just going to say that's probably what they're doing then, right? I don't think Nick Gage is done. I mean, he could be, but I don't think he's done. I mean, we did have Nick Gage attack Matt Cardona again because, you know, that's always fun to see. Yeah. Oh, Matt, Matt Cardona. You crazy that man. The e. He's, he's going to go back. It probably. He's just going to keep building himself up first. Which he's done a hell of a job with. That he has. Damn, talk about raising your own stock. If you had told me a year ago, actually, no, we'll say a couple years ago, that Matt Cardona would be the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, I would have said, there's no way. Right, you probably get a little chuckle at it. There's no way. But then again, Rob Conway was was NWA Champion. Yeah. And he was like the third wheel of a tag team in WWE. Big time. He was the non-French French guy. Yeah. The, the American <laughs> traitor, as they call him. Yeah. That is terrible. Um, we also saw Rhonda pay her off her fine on SmackDown, and she got a pretty good reaction, too, considering she normally gets mixed to negative. Um, like, I don't know how she's going to fit into all this if she comes back as a face, but she attacked more officials, and I'm guessing she's going to get fined again. The thing of it is, like, people realize she's not the the nice girl. She's not, you know, the goody good. She's the badass, you know? And be who you are, you know? Like, don't act like you're, you know, this goody goody. Give us the badass that you are. And then there was that bit with with her and Shayna. Yeah, you used to be a killer. I'm I'm hoping this leads to Shayna versus Ronda. Or at least a return to the NXT version of Shayna Baszler. But here's a question for you guys. Can Shayna get over as a face? No, you know, maybe. Um, you know what? Outside the ring and like up, up, down, uh, down, she's very likable. I was just going to say, dude, like, have you seen her outside <laughs> of the fucking E, huh. dude? She's funny. But in the ring, she's deadly. But like, she's in a so group. good as a heel. It'd be doable. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever turn her, really. I feel like you'd kill all of her fucking edge. Just be a, tw- you know, be somebody that's, you know, not necessarily a heel. Not necess- okay, then be, yeah, yeah, tweener mode. I can fuck with that. Question oh. is how? How can you get somebody that, I don't want to say unlikable, but that, um, I guess, serious? Would be a, a word to use. Look, look what they did with Brock. But Brock has a... God damn it. I was going to say Brock has a personality. So does Shayna. They made Brock likable. You know, you go to Paul Hain. You, you go to Paul and you say, Paul, work your magic. You know, come up with something. Oh, yeah, hook me up, Jack. I mean, look what Paul did with Roman. True that. Transformation. You had people Roman out and saying you, they were giving him the you suck chance, you know. And now you made Roman, Paul made Roman into the biggest star they've got. Oh, yeah, for sure. Was not Vince. It was not anybody else. It was Paul Heyman. No denial. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman has been a gigantic I guess, uh, cog in the machine 
if you will, by the way of creative. And no, I think he would be excellent for Shayna. He is the perfect guy for serious people. Yeah. Like, even if you don't have a manager on screen, you know, at least, you know, come up with a storyline. You know, just have Shayna be the person that, you know, comes and does what she wants. And people will gravitate towards that. Yeah, they will. You're 100%. I mean, her and Ronda should have been what Becky did with the man. She started off as a heel, but she got so fucking popular, and she just she didn't change. She was just a constant badass. And we can also thank Nia Jax for part of that too. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all her fault for punching her in the nose. nose. Like, you know, before that, people were booing Becky, it's but true. then when that happened, people res- it instant the respect the got over that gimmick was the respect, yeah, instantaneous respect. And you build that respect around Shayna. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. I mean, you're not you're not saying anything I don't like. I'm and all about all Sh- this. You have Shayna versus Ronda. You just have Ronda just dog down Shayna. You know, just saying, you know, look at you. And just she mocks how Shayna never really reached the levels that Shayna, that Ronda did in the UFC. Hmm. Okay. And just He's dog her down, and I'm telling you that fans would gravitate towards Shayna. That that would work, yeah. The the fans love a good uh, sympathy story, and it usually works. I must say, it usually works. I mean, sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Look at oh. Dan Bryan at WrestleMania 30. The whole yeah. player gimmick. I was going to say, they even made us feel sorry for Brie Balor at one point. I don't understand how you do that, but hey, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> hey, that was, that was like a hot second, Dazzy. That was a hot second. I know, but it happened. Well, it was one hot second I never thought I'd be feeling sorry for. Hey, right? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, what, are you, what is this feeling? Shit. Uh, I care. Riddle. Back from injury, now looks to be taking on Seth again. Again. Which is fine. I mean, we never got their match at SummerSlam. No. But I like... No damn sense. Speaking of serious, though, I like a more serious riddle. I don't think he's used to being that serious, but... No. I'm sorry. I have to have the bro, bro. (laughs) Well, you can do that, but I think he realizes and, you know... The E realizes that that whole bro nonstop, you know, the happy-go-lucky gimmick, that's only going to get you so far. Eh, yeah, I'm sure. But at the same time, like, I feel like it's a little, it's hard to get away from that because that is his personality. My man is Spicoli, for crying out loud. I mean, just as an aside, can we please get Pete Dunne, a, a segment oh, yeah. between Pete Dunne oh, and... goddamn Peter Dunne. Can we get Pete Dunn and Riddle just in a backstage segment? Like, those two were golden. Very short-lived. Mm-hmm. The bronzer weights were awesome. They really were. They really, really were. And while we're there, let's drop the butch. Please and thank you. I mean, that name is got off. Just kind of act hinted like it at never it. happened. Act like yeah. it never happened. He's, uh, he's kind of hinted at Clash at the Castle. 
just tweeted out a picture of him as Pete Dunn, not Butch. Peter Dunn. So one Dune. one can only hope. Um, so main event, AJ and Lashley, another again, two solid matches for the mid card titles. They're they're pushing those workhorse belts. Oh uh, yeah, great. And thank God. Yeah, thank God, Triple H. That's that's the only upside to Roman having both titles and only working part time now is more focus on the US and IC title, which is what Vince should have done for the past year. Well, for the past five years. There you go. Honestly. So on to AEW, we kicked it off with an absolutely golden segment between Punk and Mox. This like I since he's come to AEW, this is the most CM Punk I've seen CM Punk be on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, this was really, really good. It was so good I went back and I watched it again. And it's just like listening to it is like, dude, this is why you gravitated yourself towards him in WWE. Just his how his his lack of a fucking like he doesn't think he just goes. Like <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I, I loved the whole back and forth they had right before they fought where, you know, John's all super passionate. He's all, I'm the heart and soul of this company, and this. And he's like, hey, "That's fine. I'll be the dollars and cents." I fucking cracked up. I was just like, <laughs> "Dude, you can't shut him up. You just can't do it." Like, I'm. This is what Punk's all about, and I'm excited for this. Um, I felt like the the pull apart shit got a little overdone because they did it again later. Yeah. But it, but all in all, I'm excited. Also, security can't get there fast enough, so they were, like, throwing slow First punches. First off, that was some of the worst security I've ever seen. Goddamn, Wayne Campbell was out there without his Wayne's World hat. That motherfucker <laughs> didn't do jackass <laughs> shit. Goddamn. And then we got Pat Buck. Oh, yeah, that oh, fucking, fucking Pat, Pat Buck comes running down. And he always has to stick out in his colorful suits. Bro, it's because he's a ginger. That's what it <laughs> is. I'm sorry. I'm going to get some backlash oh. Community's already mad at me, but the, I don't give a shit what color suit he comes down in. That mm. motherfucker was sticking like a sore thumb because of the fucking red hair and beard. That's why I mean he doesn't need a colorful suit. Who who was it that put him on his ass last week? Uh oh, they just fucking suspended. Uh, fucking goddamn, was it Wardlow? It was no. Wardlow. Yeah, I was gonna say he was wasn't... It Wardlow. No, 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 because Wardlow was backstage with FTR. Somebody got oh. suspended. Um, shit. Was it last week or the week before? No, it was last week. Oh, Luchasaurus. That's right. Yeah, I was going to say he wasn't the wrestler of the week last week, but I was going to say shout out to Luchasaurus for headbutting Pat Buck. There you go. Thank you very much. Do it again. Thank you. Do it before the show next time. Yeah. Just walk up to him when you get to the arena and just headbutt him. Wham! Oh, yeah. shit. Get out of there. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this match. I said at the start of the show it was one of the TikTok topics. Um, I don't expect there to be a, a clean result next week because they brought the unification match forward and they didn't exactly explain why other than they can't keep them apart until the pay-per-view. But there's no way they're going to rob us of this match on pay-per-view in Chicago. So it's still going to happen. You know, if they're really smart, you have MJF come out next week. Yeah, I saw it a little. Vacation. That's our prediction. At all out, you have a triple threat. Ooh. Not only I mean, that's a new one. does MJF win the title, 
He wins it in Chicago by beating CM Punk in Chicago again. Mm-hmm. I mean, there we go. You're building stories. You're repeating. Well, I wouldn't want to say you're repeating, but you're rebuilding somebody who's been gone for a bit. I love all that. So you can have MJF say that he has beaten not one, but two ex-WWE guys and embarrassed CM Punk in his own hometown again. Three times he's done it. Yeah, that would have been three times, yeah. I like it. Yeah. And, man, all the burns that came from Punk towards, like, Mark's being the third best guy in his faction again. Um, right. Eddie being like the the third best Eddie, the second best Kingston he's ever shared the ro- locker room with. And I was he just like, what didn't other Kingston did you him. share the ring with? <laughs> and then I think the last one was Moxley won't even be the first John that I've beaten in Chicago for a title. That one was great. It was a that- great one. That's the genius of Punk is that he takes digs while not being so obvious about it. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, he could have just said you were the worst guy in a shield. Well, I think they're also, like, they're, you know, they tell I'm sure they're meant to go around the bush so they don't get no yeah. cease and desist and all that shit. But because they do that, it makes it sound more, I guess, like, personal. Yeah. More like, hey, I don't, I'm, I, I'm willing to fucking dog you, but I'm not willing enough to say this fucking team's name, this faction's name, whatever the fuck. Like, you were just dog ass in that group you were in. Yeah, Tony's not paying that bill. Fuck no. <laughs> Punk even managed to get the crowd to boo Hangman. Yeah, that was weird. But I mean, it, it was weird how he just called him out, and then nope, okay, moving on. Punk has a way of making people just, like, eat out of his hand. Yeah, he does. So, I hope he is 100% by all out. I hope the match is as good as the build-up is so far. We've only had the build-up for two weeks, and it's already great. Um, mm-hmm. Dive in the crowd anymore? Yeah, don't yeah, dive don't in the crowd anymore. Yeah, don't do that again. It's, it's don't cool, but do it it's again. dangerous. <laughs> You know, I, I kind of want to see CM Punk versus Kenny Omega now. Like, oh, I, I want that. I felt like AEW's been lacking a little bit for the past few weeks, but last night's was one of the best shows in a long time. Yes, sir. No disagreements here. No buckery. No oh, buckery. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> Maybe Luchasaurus headbutted some sense into him. Bam. Oh, um, jeez. Oh, God. This isn't WWE. Okay. Let's book sensibly now. You aren't booking for Vince McMahon, dude. I can use logic. What, people don't need scripted promos? <laughs> what do you mean you don't need me to tell you what to say? <laughs> um, so there was this segment. There was also Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, who also got into a scuffle after some words. Um, like, Christian actually thought apologizing was going to work, or... Oh yeah, come on! I want to take you to the promised land, and I was like, and that that beatdown was great from Jungle Boy. It, yes, it was. Like it yes, looks it good. Was. Christian kept trying to crawl away. He kept dragging him back. Very good. Arm stomp was great. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, and Jungle Boy's improving on the mic too. He needs to make one gigantic improvement, though. Get it closer to your face. 
because he's like over here like this and i'm like dude like come on like like there's guys like if you go i don't know i, I maybe i'm just used to the dudes in the either there's a lot of dudes that literally they'll have their fucking mic like right here yeah and it's like that's perfect stop yelling i mean taker always used to like knock the square off of the microphone and just hold it as a normal mic well yeah that fucking square would be annoying as shit <laughs> Um, Danielson got his revenge over God. This was the match with all the dragon references under the sun. Dragon versus dragon, House of the Dragon, Ricky the Dragon, and the, the Bell. Um, <laughs> he gets his revenge. Right, yeah, he was the a last special match. timekeeper. Yeah, he goes two to one. Um, but the surprising one was Garcia getting the first fall by pass out again. Which yeah, that one made me think like, oh no, Brian's done. Like this is it, and then. It just kept going and kept going and kept going, and there was technical spots, and there was, it, 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 uh, after the first fall, I swear, I swear, it felt like I was watching old Brian Danielson, like Ring of Honor Brian Danielson. He's out there. He's mal- he's malicious. He's he's vicious with all of his shots. All of them are stiff. They stiff the shit out of each other in this match. This thing was fucking brutal. He called Bree and said, if you fucking turn on the TV, I don't want to hear it. Because, <laughs> goddamn, he, they beat the living shit out of each other. Fucking Garcia pile. I, I, first off, the spot alone where fucking goddamn B-Dry is tripoding himself up on fucking uh, Garcia's legs just to get dumped on his fucking head was amazing and also scary as holy shit. Uh, fucking um, B Dry took fucking bump after bump after bump after bump, and I'm just like, dude, you're fucking schnogging has got to be on fire. And then it, the whole thing was just, it was great. It was brutality at its finest. It was, I think, like 26 minutes or something like that. 27 yeah. minutes, something like that. Phenomenal. Phenomenal shit. I gave it five. If anybody doesn't give it five, you don't know shit about shit. You know, I, I would give it five and a half, honestly. I, yeah, I could go over it. I can go over. The biggest thing, beyond, you know, as, as good as Danielson was, this further cemented Daniel Garcia as a fucking star. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. For sure. He's had such a rub. Like, you made him look golden. Not only did you make him look golden, but you're already teasing him, turning on Jericho, turning him face again, and pretty much signing him right on over to the Blackpool Combat Club. Which I think is going to happen next week. And hey, this is how you do it, okay? Hell, this whole motherfucking show was making stars. This whole motherfucking show. Like, this is why this was, I mean, I don't want to say that's exactly why, but this this was one of the better fucking shows of the year, mm-hmm. if not the best, mainly because of all the act, all the actual fucking eventful stuff that happened, all the great stuff that happened. Like, for crying out loud, I mean, fucking goddamn Keith Lee and Swerve Scott were on television for all of 17 seconds, and just him sticking up the piece of gum was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I fucking died. Like, it was brilliant. And it probably won't, but this is one of the shows that should have got over a million. Yeah. What are they on yeah. now? Like, 900, 920,000 average? Something like that? 
something like that. I mean, baseball is winding down, but there's the NFL preseason going on. I mean, I'm hoping, 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 hoping that it gets that because it deserves it. This was that good of an episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't watch foosball because foosball is the devil. But uh, yeah, Chad, are, are there football games on, on Wednesday nights? Sometimes preseason. But I mean, like regular season. Oh, God, no. So, yeah, I mean, you'll, be, you'll be fine, you know, and it's. I think you continue doing what you're doing, and you gotta think for three ish plus year old company, they're doing okay. I say so. We've seen a major leap in WWE's ratings the past couple of weeks because Triple H has taken over and it's exciting, but there's really no excuse for uh, people to start watching Dynamite. Get back to it. No, I don't think there's an excuse. I think honestly, what it is is. Those fans that were on the fence see, oh, fence is gone. I'm here we go, and now I don't have to watch AEW to get the things that I actually like, and blah 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 blah. But then again, here's what I'm going to say: I'm all for the H movement, and I think and I think it's going to go fantastic. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they don't answer to anybody else other than shareholders. Okay, so that you have to have your company in a direction to please shareholders. They ain't got to please a motherfucker in AEW. Except the Tony network. Khan's happy. The network. They got to please them. And, and, and hey, from the sounds of it, that network is ecstatic that they're there. Now, I think the thing with also is you got to look at who your company is cheaply geared towards. The WWE, yes, it's been a lot better leaps and bounds. They're still your more entertainment based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing no. at all. AEW is more wrestling based. It's more of a, a hybrid, like a New Japan WWE hybrid kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. And to people got to realize it's not a thing where you have to watch one or the other. Like you watch AEW, oh, you can't watch WWE and the other way around. You can, I'm not watching them. I'm just fucking. You can watch both shows. You can watch NXT. They put on a good show this week. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I haven't yeah, got, I gotta get back, back into to NXT it. yet, but I'm, I'll, I might get there. At least watch this this uh, this past week. This was heatwave. Interesting. the The ending alone was kind of made me wonder. Made me right. wonder. Oh, what what song is that? I've no, no idea. Now you got it. It it is a song. I'm sure it oh, is. Oh, it's uh, "Stairway to Heaven." Ah, there you go. <laughs> no stairway denied. Um, but yeah, it, it was eventful. We also got the Gun Club turning on Billy. You say one fucking one one thing about Wayne Campbell, and bam, <laughs> they turned on Daddy Ass, bro. This was excellent, and I Boy. fucking hate that I'm admitting how awesome and excellent this whole fucking thing was, because you literally, you, 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 you bring out Varsity Blondes, which, by the way, I don't know who the strength and conditioning pe- people are over in AEW, but I fucking applaud the shit out of you, dude. Every single guy that I haven't really got a good look at, most of them, or they've started this way, and this is where they're at now, they've all fucking improved Physically, fucking Brian Billman. I remember he had a pudge. 
That motherfucker shredded now. He looks almost identical to his dad. Okay. Griff Garrison, he went from the skinny nerd to he looks like he put on 15 pounds. And so I'm like, all right, dude. Okay, I'm I'm riding this momentum. And then out comes the gun club. One move, fuck out of my ring. Okay. So legitimacy from the ass boys. All right. So we got some legitimacy. Here we go. Turn on daddy ass. Just for fucking um, the acclaim to come out. And you take probably one of the most hated dudes in pro wrestling. And you made him over a shit just by fucking having homeboy yell, scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> Which, by the way, is the greatest line ever. But now, from, from now on, every single time the acclaim comes out and Billy Gunn's with him, he ha- it has to, the fucking name cannot say Billy Gunn. It has to say daddy ass. Right. It has to. Oh, boy. I, like, I didn't really see a turn coming, but you could see they were setting it up. Oh, yeah. In the no, I think, I think it was Harold that was sniffing it out last week. And he oh. also got... Think it's over. How great is Stokely Carmichael? Or Stokely oh. Hathaway, whatever they want to call him. Stokely Hathaway, he's awesome. And he didn't even say a fucking word. But no. it, his facial expressions. He's got it, bro. He was like, I loved the fucking diamond mind. I did. I hated uh, Ivy Niles. I couldn't under. I couldn't. Uh, they just fucking wanted to push the shit out of her that she can outwork, out fucking, uh, you know, do aerobics than a man like she can out fucking you can do more pull-ups than me you can do more push-ups than me other than that she was green as a motherfucker but uh, i i I still liked that faction him leading it was great i i don't know why the fuck they didn't have the smarts to bring him up and use him on the main but hey their loss AEW's gain and it's go ahead they wanted to but they weren't gonna pay they weren't gonna offer him the money that because look at it this way they wanted to. They wanted him on the main roster for NXT money. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. And would you go on the road away from your family all that time for NXT money? Seventy thousand? No, thank you. No. So he kind of is like, okay, thank you for the opportunity, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not resetting. And then they release him the next day. Yep. If that isn't an FBU, I don't know what is. I mean, I'm right there with you, but like I said, now he's over here doing big, and I think he's going to do really well with the gun club. The problem is, are they really going to get a push? Can you really push these guys? That's the thing. That's where it's at. Can we get a push? And have they been damaged? Are they been damaged by the ass boy name? Like, no, no. If anything, that gave him more momentum. At least personally, I feel that way. Well, well one thing's for sure, um, never thought I'd see the acclaim this over as faces as they have oh, been the last couple seriously? of seriously. Like, there was a time when we couldn't stand the acclaim, especially Max Caster. But yeah. When I was calling he, him he, like he's, a giant Russell Wilson. He's matured, and they've got so over. You were wondering when they were going to fire him. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah, they're fired. He's he's done. Yeah, because you kept pushing the boundary, pushing the boundary. I think I think Tony sat him down and said, dude, I like what you're doing, but stop. He's like, oh, he's like showing down up. a little bit. He's all showing him his Twitter. He's all, do you see all this? Do you see this, Max? This is you. 
And I can't have this, this Max. This is going to get you cancelled. <laughs> this is going to get you cancelled. <laughs> cancelled, Max. Max cancelled. <laughs> I can see it now. He's just ripping lines. Don't you know you're going to get cancelled? They tried to cancel me once. Can't say that. Can't say that. Shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, it, 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 good for them. I'm happy for it. The, you know what I mean? Now the tag division seems so fucking stacked, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And Bowens is healthy, so it, it, it's it's great. He's healthy. He's looking great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, some big matches coming out for All Out, which is still a couple of weeks away. We'll be predicting it in two weeks' time. The night after um, the castle, I think, isn't it? Yeah, we got those two friggin' back-to-back. Let's go. Um, we know we got the rematch between Tony and Funda. Um, depending on what happens next week, it's Punk and Mox. Mm-hmm. Man. You gotta believe it was the finals for the, yeah, for the trios. And Jeff What's Hardy's it? back. At oh, least God. backstage. Oh, oh. Is he oh. here? Oh. Do it a little bit. Come on, Jeff. Get it together, man. Mm-hmm. Praying for you this time. All right, then. We've already talked about Omega's return, so that wraps it up. Let's get to the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. All right. So, as we know, Retro Rewind, hot and heavy, coming back with the, the Fayette, as they love to say, the young kids they do. Um, I'm over here, and I'm like... Looking at some stuff, and I don't remember reviewing this pay-per-view, and it's a fantastic-looking one, by the way. It's uh, Fall Brawl, which is 1996 War Games, NWO versus WCW. Oh, no, wait, I do remember reviewing this one. Now I do. This was the one that apparently Sting was supposed to come back, and he showed up for like two and a half seconds and then walked out of the cage. He showed up, beat some ass, and left. Because he said, you guys don't want to trust me? Fuck you. Which is great, and it's that's what led to Sting turning into Crow Sting. And man, this was a great pay-per-view. I believe, yeah, I had this one should already be up on the fucking retros. This is a good one. Uh, and if you're going to like this one, you're going to love when we come back in September. Because the we're not only are you going to get like... I think I'm going hard to the paint this time. It's going to be the same thing as how it was from the beginning. We're going to be doing weekly episodes on top of monthly pay-per-views as they you know fall in line with the categories and the whole jazz or i should say with the timeline so yeah but definitely check this one out i believe that i gave that war games match four star there was a tri- there was a triple a heavyweight championship match the same triple a fucking belt that goddamn kenny has now i swear to god uh, this thing is old as shit uh conan versus Juventud guerrero was actually really good and then um of course, you had a cruiserweight championship match, the banger of the night, if you will. That's gonna be my match of the night now. Banger of the night. Nice. Rey Mysterio versus Super Kalio. Really good. That one was like, wow. This dude showed up and he, I don't know how the fuck he got a title shot like that quick, but he was impressive. This was an impressive, impressive match. All right. So uh, that's your banger of the week. Now let's find out who the geek of the week is. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. 
nothing but a pencil neck geek. All right, Geek of the Week has never been so hard on a freaking week of actually good wrestling shows. I don't know how the hell that happens, but hey, it happens. Um, so out of just, I don't want to say spitballing, but let's go with spitballing. Uh, the guy that deserves Geek of the Week every motherfucking week, and it's just because I don't understand how you, you, you push pencils the way that you do there. Mr. fucking goddamn Sanjay Dutt. Uh-huh. Just because I don't like your face. And honestly, that's really about it. Like, I swear to God, I've got nothing this week. I really... T- like, everything was good. Everybody was good. It's a shocker. But I, I, I will admit that that is, that is one guy that I can't stand. His face is Sanjay Dutt. So, because of that, because I don't like your face, you're the geek of the week. Yeah. It, I was going to give it to that fucking uh, Matt Parker nerd for getting beat up by fucking Ricky the Steamboat, but... <laughs> It's it's Steamboat. Um, exactly. It, it's the voice of Sanjay for me. It's the only segment from Dynamite that I fast-forwarded. I, I can't. You're like, oh, nope. As soon as he starts speaking, nope. For me, okay. it's, great, it's great value, Kali. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I think we said, I think we're sticking, I'm sticking with Dollar Tree, bud. Two loaves for a dollar. Uh, Jesus. We had the great Kali. Now we've got the, the okay Kali. The okay. <laughs> the it'll do, Kali. Yeah. Okay. Um, from negative to positive, let's find this week's bestler of the week. Good luck. Ah, uh, definitely need good luck because. I can't decide uh, between two people this week, so I'm going to give it a tie. Uh, One's from WWE, one from AEW. So first up from WWE, um, somebody that's undergone a huge transformation this year and is absolutely killing it every week. Damn sure had one of the matches of the week uh, this week and now continues to uh, have a dominant reign as IC champion Gunther. Oh, let's go. Gunther. Banger with Nakamura. That's very fair. Extremely um, fair. And for AEW, we just talked about how bright his future is. Another banger with B-Dry. Gotta go with Daniel Garcia. Kid is on fire. You know, I'll say with Garcia, I, I don't know how, like his contract length or, you know, where he's at. But that match last night, I guarantee you, Triple H and guys in the E, they're, they're, they watch. And oh, yeah. you know what? I say good for Daniel Garcia because if this gets him more money, wherever he signs with. I'm right there with you, DC. I'm happy. Kid is 23 years old. Go make your bread. You know what? I- I'm happy for any wrestler that is able to make more money doing what they love to do. Yeah. You know? And don't look like shit. Great show, you you don't look like shit. Like Daniel Garcia, star. MJF star. If you have a chance to make more, make a lot of money, life's short, do it. Oh, yeah, go make your bread. Go make your bread. Especially now you got a chance of being used right on the other side. That's the real winner right there, man. That really, I'm, I'm being for real right there. That's the real winner. 
That's what makes this entire thing a little bit more worth it now. Now I don't have to go to Japan and re-get over and do all this. Now I don't have to go here and do this and do that. Now I can I, I can I can stay and I can get better, hopefully, or I can, you know, go to AEW, get better exposure, and then be fucking craved to come back like a fucking zombie wanting brains. Yeah. Like like Triple H isn't afraid to acknowledge wrestlers past. Like Finn Balor came over to NXT. Oh, this guy was huge in Japan. Look at all the that, stuff he did. I know, and I'm glad. Like, 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 let's keep this going. Start talking about the outside accolades. You act like we're that stupid. Like we we really don't know that there's wrestling outside of AEW and WWE. And there we know there's more more often with other people. Like when when AJ debuted at the Royal Rumble in 2016, like you had JBL say former IWGP heavyweight champion, same as Brock Lesnar, the only other person to do it. Yeah, that was a great line. And then I think somebody shit on it. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I swear somebody then shit on it. Oh, well, that doesn't mean much here. I think it was Michael Cole. Yeah, probably. Oh, fuck. Back but was that was probably a, a lying fed from Vince. Oh, yep. guarantee. Guarantee. Gar- My, well, Michael I mean, Cole seems much the, happier now. I was just going to say, like, well, I mean, I think working with, with fucking Pat literally has <laughs> yeah. made his whole life. And because of that, he's become more tolerable. But now he went from tolerable to this guy's likable. Yeah. Like, you think of all the great teams we've had in the past, you know, uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, JR and Jerry Lawler. I think you got to have Pat, uh, Pat McAfee and Michael Cole in there, too. Oh, dude, they're top three, four team. Are you kidding me? They're awesome. Like this, this was a group that you didn't think was going to work and it's worked out to perfection. I didn't think Pat McAfee was going to work on commentary. Oh, I already knew he was going to. Well, I knew he, I, he was just going to always be that different guy. That was going to be the problem. He was always going to be the different guy. And if it were, were you going to be able to hang with the different was the goal. You know, you know what's funny is like when Pat first signed and he did the interview with Michael Cole and he said, what if I fuck this up? And Cole went, you're not going to mess it up because I'm going to help you. They got it completely backwards. It's McAfee who's helped Michael Cole. Yeah, seriously. See, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Michael got him comfortable. Hey, talk to this guy. Hey, talk to this guy. Hey, don't do this. Hey, don't do that. And then Pat's like, all right, cool. Let me show you a couple things, bud. (laughs) And hey, fucking run with it, man. Fucking run with it. The day he gets Michael Cole to dance on the table is the day he's made it. Hey, (laughs) <laughs> I'm popping that day. That's the day I'm turning SmackDown on. Hey, we, we at this point dan- we got to dance off with J with uh, Jr. So you know, oh boy, we're close. We're almost there. I'm about to say at this point, actually, you know what? I might be turning on SmackDown sooner than later. It's good, much, it's good. much improved. I never thought I'd say that. I never thought I'd be praising Michael Cole. Like five years ago, I couldn't right? wait for the guy to retire. Yeah, get the fuck off my screen. And now it's like hey, all you he know needed, what? all he needed was a great broadcast partner and Vince to stop yelling in his ear, his deaf ear. Like, right? Oh like, yeah, motherfuckers, deaf for sure. Commentary overall in the age just seems so much more fluid and natural. Like, yeah, the the lead, I still don't know his name. The 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 lead announcer on Raw, 
is just a complete I natural. I to say Ryan something or another. I think it's Adam something. I don't fucking know. E-Jones help us out. Right. Hook it up <laughs> one time. But yeah, he, he's a complete natural. Like most new guys, when they come in, they stick out like a sore thumb, but he's just bang straight into it. Mm-hmm. Facts. Well, all right then. Thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512 and SMRPodNet. Check out the website MaxWrestling.net and don't forget to hit the sub or follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. And of course, joining us this week was, of course, DC Daniel Crimmins, Mr. Iron Bank, who will be cashing in that Iron Bank at Promo Mania, but not for a title, for a guaranteed main event spot against the Demoness. Do it. Do it. Do it. Don't forget El Chucko over there running away. The Chuckster. The Chuck Arena. Oh, my phone's going to blow up after this. Here we go, baby. You, you know, you got an issue with me calling you Chuck? Come to me. Don't go to other people. The big Chuckers. Chuck and Medine, I could go all day. Well, listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. Chucking on down the line. All right, here we go. I couldn't help myself. That's right. Yeah, you already know the gimmick. Fucking retro's coming back hard, heavy in September. Also, what's going to be coming back is Bolt Ramp. Bolt Ramp's looking like it's going to be, we're going to hit it uh, the preseason hard. As of right now, they are running joint practices with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Full pads, everything's good. Derwin James just signed a new four-year extension, making him the new highest-paid NFL safety in NFL history. So, good things are looking for the Bolts. We'll see how it goes. So, check the socials. Make sure you're following along on uh, SMR Podnet, Anchor.fm, Portsmouth SMR Podnet. Come in September, I want to say it was the sixth was the first day I was talking about, and all that comes back then. We're flooding the networks. Get your fucking memory right. Make sure you're deleting data off your phone now because you're not going to have no room when I'm done with you. And with that said, join us next week for another easier week before we move on to double predictions the following week. So hopefully we get to take it easy next week and then we'll jump straight into Clash of the Castle followed immediately by All Out. You have been watching the Cap and Mo and DC. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Check it on down the river. Happy birthday, Travis, and go fuck yourself. Happy birthday, Travis. <laughs> <laughs>